I really think it's equal because I, because of the impact of that each had. Razor Ramon is the character that people know that were in and out of wrestling that your your parents know or because in the early nineties. But everybody with the wrestling revolution knows Scott Hall, but you know both characters. You really know both characters. That's why I always thought it was a true testament to his career of how good he was because you equally knew each character was equally impactful for their own reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on 96.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now to today's show. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Marks of Excellence here on Fox Sports Radio 1340 AM, 96.9 FM. Always with me is the wizard himself, nephew Corey. What's going on, wizard? What is up, man? What is up, guys? Y'all are ready to talk some wrestling? Because I am. <laughs> Yes, ready to talk a lot of wrestling. I also got my main man, Champ Creed. What's going on, Champ? What's going on for this one? I'm not even going to look at Wikipedia. We're going to call this one on the fly. Yeah, we're going to call this one on, definitely call this one on the fly. Um, you know, before we even get this one started, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button, bell notification. Uh, if you're listening to us on your podcast platform, make sure you leave a five-star review. Uh, leave a comment wherever you leave comments at. Also leave that there. But tonight we're going to talk about, we know this week uh, we lost a Hall of Famer, an icon in professional wrestling, um, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, a bad guy, whatever you want to call him. Uh, we lost him on this week. And so tonight's topic, we were gonna, we're going to talk about what if Scott Hall and Kevin Nash never left WWE, WWF, and went over to WCW. Um, you know, before we even get there, your wizard, give us one of your fondest moments of uh, Scott Hall. Hey, you know, I've talked about this on a couple of platforms and everything. And uh, wait, which I'm, platforms did you talk about this on? Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious, wizard. What platforms did you talk about this on? Uh, a whole bunch of different ones. I'll give you the details. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they uh, pretty much uh, one of my, probably my favorite memory is him coming down on Nitro that Memorial Day in '96. It was because for the first one of the first times you could really suspend your belief in what you thought wrestling was as far as people's loyalty to companies. And, and you always saw people going back and forth to different companies or repackaged or things like that. But, but for the way it was portrayed on TV to make it think that he was working in still in the WWF, so much so that weeks later, when it came to Hall and Nash, I believe in Baltimore, the Great American Bash, I guess in a way on to portray it into the storyline, but to actually clear it up, uh, they had to say they don't work for the WWF. And that was a big thing because it was becoming of legal precedent that it kind of had to be known that, hey, these guys don't work for WWF because it was getting to the point where people were believing it and it was starting to become get some internal strife to be like hey uh we need to clear this up because wwf you know they're gonna probably try to take some kind of legal action because these guys are out here doing such a good job portraying that they may work for the company still so they had to clear that up because otherwise it was gonna be a, a problem if it kept going so that was that that Monday, uh, that Monday Nitro when he came out. It's probably my fondest memory of that. And an unheralded out, we always think of him and Sean at Mania 10 with the ladder match, but the second one was just as good. And I always, it was always a bit of a gripe with me that that never got the love like the first one did. I know the first one set the bar so high that you, you can't help but talk about that one. But the second one was just as good. I'm not being biased because that's the one that Sean won, but it's like that match was just as good. It it just always falls under the wayside. And I, that could be the venue being at, it was at SummerSlam instead of WrestleMania or whatever. But uh, I always thought that was one of Razor's better performances. Not just Sean, but Razor was just as good as that. So, yeah, that I always wanted to throw that out there, too. All right, champ. What well, one of your fondest memories of uh, Scott Hall, 
Razor Ramon. All right, I got I got three. Uh, the first one was um, the promo that he cut walking uh, as Razor Ramon in in New York City. He was in Washington Heights, and that that store that he used to always that he walked by, I used to always pass that on my way to play basketball. And when mm -hmm. I saw it, I recognized it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like they're really in these streets shooting these promos. Like that was the first time, to my recollection, that there was a, a professional wrestler anywhere within the vicinity of my neighborhood. So that like stood out to me. I was like, "Wow, he's really in the streets." Uh, I'd have to say the second standout thing uh, that was very memorable was the night he lost to the one, two, three kid. Because up until that point, uh, you didn't have guys of his magnitude, uh, stars of his magnitude, lose to who we perceived as jobbers, you know? And and that was a, a landmark thing. And you get older and, and you see like how the business works and you understand how the business works. You understand how uh, much of us, you know, he took the L when he didn't have to do that. He took the time to create uh, a new star that night, you know? Um, so that was significant. And and three, for me, uh, when I found out that he wasn't Cuban, <laughs> right? I thought yeah, all this crazy. time, I thought I thought he was Cuban. Like, literally, I legit thought that Scott, I thought he was, because his name was Razor Ramon. I really thought his name was Ramon something, you know? This is when <laughs> that K-Fade was from like- here. <laughs> We're not here, that, but not here in D.C. Yeah, yeah. St. Mary's, that's even, not worse. But that's that's like the true, like just sticks. Like that's the country. Like is there's a running joke here, Champ and, and Glenn. There's a running joke here, especially in the, like the DC metropolitan area, that you pretty much have to take a trip to uh, Waldorf, Maryland, which is you know way, way, way past PG County. Like, mm -hmm. and, and people always talk about it, it's so much of a trip. Well, where he's from is even further than that. So it's even further removed from common civilization wow. to where you're like, you're like, whoa, like it's really like he's Scott Hall's from there. And this is like, this is Ray's Ramon. My, my some of my closest friends, they grew up like in the same neighborhood of where he's from. Wow. So it, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like to hear that. That's funny. You mentioned that because yeah, he's just, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't knock, no, don't knock Waldorf, Maryland. I'm from that around that area, so I know I'm very familiar <laughs> with the Waldorf area. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's country out there, dog. I, I, legit, I legit thought he was Cuban, and when I found out he was, when it, and it's not like one of those things where oh, you find out he's white, and you're like, what? Like, I'm like, oh, all right, he's still cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hold on. Before that, with champ, I know we talked about. It. Was it on the same line when you found out that Johnny B. Bad wasn't black? Uh, well, that was funny. Yeah, because I thought Johnny B. Bad was black, too. But Johnny B. Bad didn't have quite the run. And actually, you know, here's the thing. Um, I knew I knew Johnny B. Bad was because he used to be a boxer. Right. Right. right so right. when I when I got his real name, finally found his real name, I said, oh, I remember because I used to read the Golden Gloves. I used to read all the old boxing magazines. I remember he was a boxer. And then with uh, Razor. And when I found out his name was Scott Hall, I remember he used to be Big Rig Scott Hall, but he was because he was yeah he was Jack back like what was that like AWA or something like that? Uh, and then this was a more sleeker, slimmer version yeah. of him. So I was able to put it together. So the cool factor was still there. One because John B. Bad was still a boxer, and one because Scott Hall was still you know still a cool dude. Yeah, I think you guys hit my moments. I think one of the biggest moments as a kid, um, and not necessarily a kid, teenager, of marking out was the one, two, three kid beating Razor, uh, Razor Ramon. I thought that was like, again, the Barry Horowitz type guy beating this big guy, a bad right. guy, uh, the guy who always ran his mouth and talked trash. And not, again, suspending your disbelief because I, as, as that age kid, you wasn't reading the dirt sheets like that. Internet was just coming up a little bit. Um, so you really wasn't into tune that all oh, these buddies, they're friends, he's doing a job for them. So I thought that was big. And on that Memorial Day, to me, was a big shocker because you knew Razor Ramon, right? And again, you really, if you, during that age, really people wasn't on the internet like that, right? Everybody, right, everybody right. can say they were looking at dirt sheets and <clears throat> all that stuff. Everybody wasn't looking at dirt sheets and all that. 
So you didn't have all the internet uh, accessibility that you have now. Back then, there really were surprises and things happened that you didn't know. So that was one of the big moments, too, when he came out and you said, like, oh, dude, he by himself. Even that, like, he's by himself, you know? That was right. my thing. Like, yo, he's by himself and he's trying to wreck shop. And ain't nobody, ain't none of these dudes going to say anything. To me, that was a big moment, which why mm-hmm. we're talking about tonight. If that moment never happens, how does that change the face of professional wrestling? Wizard, before we get there, give us the backdrop why he left WWE and the whole leading up to WCW. Well, it's simple. I mean, their contract, him and along with Kevin Nash, their contracts were up and they got better offers from WCW. I mean, at that time, I mean, in, in a sense, the the grass was greener on the other side, and pun intended, as in green as in money, because they they were given a lot of money to go over to WCW. And I, I just think at that time, I mean, Vince was so, you know, WWF was so hard-pressed at that time to try to, they were doing the best they could with what they had. But at that point, I mean, you kind of had to, you had to let some guys go, and if the money was just the way they were being offered money, they were being thrown money, and you know, uh, maybe and you know later on, creative controls added into it, and all this other stuff, and you know, it's just it, it's it's a lot of factors that did into that. But I mean, it, it was it was a it was a good opportunity for them, so they left. Yeah, they they left in '96. So here we go. Champ, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. All right. If Scott Hall never leaves and WWE, all things were equal, WWE had the money. WWE could keep Scott Hall. WWE could keep Kevin Nash. Their contracts didn't run out at the same time. They couldn't go down there together. How, in your opinion, would that have changed the landscape of professional wrestling as we know it today? All right. I gotta go to Wiz on this. So now the curtain call. Right. Mm-hmm. The curtain call was done because they knew they were leaving. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. OK. So now if they're staying, the curtain call doesn't happen. Yeah. They stay there as singles and they stay on top. Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. OK. Now. One of the one of the the, uh, the the consequential things that occurred due to the curtain call was Triple H being punished and mm-hmm. his run being stifled. So now, if the curtain call doesn't happen, Triple H's run isn't stifled. Triple H gets hot shotted to win King of the Ring. You have King of the Ring with Triple H. You don't have Austin three sixteen. Right. Steve Austin does not become who we know him to be because that iconic moment does not occur. Not saying he stays the ringmaster, but he doesn't become the Austin that we know of him in this iteration. Right. You have Nash and Hall on top. Obviously, you can play ring around the rosy with the belt for a little bit. But what this also doesn't do is it doesn't create that element in which you mentioned, G, of Razor being in WCW with the invasion angle. You don't get the moment. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. The ratings in WCW continue to flounder, right? Also, the house in WWF wasn't doing too great either. No. Business was going on a downward trajectory, right? So now you have two floundering companies in this particular genre of entertainment and there's no competition. Those elements that drew people to watch in terms of what's going to happen next, what you get is Lex Luger showing up at the Mall of America, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, so... Lex Luger's presence replaces Razor, not in the same way, but they go with the invasion gimmick with Lex Luger. 
Now, who was the next man to come from WCW after Luger? Come from, you said come to from WCW? Come, excuse me, come from WWE to WCW after Luger. From WWE to WCW after Luger. Okay, that is 95. Is That's it late 95. So by then, I'm thinking it. I'm is, trying is, to think. Is Rick Rude, right? No, that's way later though. That's Here's later? the thing about Root. Okay, I get what you're trying, where you're trying to go with that, but mm-hmm. Root was already in WCW at that time. Okay, and so he left because he had got hurt, and then he <laughs> had to eventually retire. Right. Root was already go- so. As far as active competitors, <clears throat> there was no real major back and forth. However. I will say this, though. When Luger left, not too long after that, because the vignettes had already been running, Goldust debuted in WWF. And that was, as people know, that was Dustin Rhodes. And they did a good job of kind of covering that up. Because if you didn't, because Dustin had been off of TV for months. And if you didn't really, if you weren't really keeping up with him, you didn't know who it was. I knew who it was. But it was a good job that they did with him. So there was middle kind of talent going back and forth, I guess you could say. But there was nobody major again. Gosh. I mean, the next real major jump, the real jumps, I would say, the major jumps were the ones going from WWF to WCW. I mean, Sid Vicious eventually was in WWF or WWF at that time from WCW in early 95 he came back after he was in WCW in 93 and then was kind of gone but 96 is kind of that true genesis of the acknowledgement or big deals being made out of people jumping back and forth did DiBiase he went from WWE to yeah he was he was but see he wasn't active competitor, so I guess you could. And that was and that was ninety six. So I mean, you, you and that do was because, have and that was because of Hall and Nash. Yeah, and you and have X Pac who went over because of Hall and Nash. You know, right? All of that's and that, and that's a good point, G. All of these things are domino effects of Hall. Hall and Nash are really the genesis of that right. whole jumping ship kind of thing being a thing. Right. So give me a yeah. guy. So is there an ECW guy that went to WCW in that time period? No, but you had Pillman going through all three companies at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and within we, a you know, within a six month span, you know, Brian Pillman was in WCW, ECW, and WWF <laughs> within six months. So I mean, Brian Pillman Brian Pillman made the jumps and it was I mean, Austin making the jump from WCW to ECW slash WWF was also a big deal. Uh, just the impact of the way it was booked with Hall and Nash was the was the was the bigger deal. And we, you know what? That's almost another show. You, not even kidding you. Pretty much wrestling, nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Just not like the 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 maturing into the attitude error. That's almost another show for us in itself. Yeah. Because that, because we can always talk about the attitude error, but it's that, it's that WCW and WWF from late 95 up through 97, up until, you know, summer of 97 when the attitude error pretty much was born at that point. That's an era people kind of forget about because, there was so much going on then, but you still have that. And we're getting off topic. We're going to get back on topic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to answer, just, your, and answer your question, Champ, and not to cut you off with it, if you want a yeah, big guy, the biggest name from ECW that jumped ship before, kind of before. This is, oh, this is 96, right? This is 96. Was Rey Mysterio. Yes and no. He was big in ECW. And and Ray left ECW and went to WCW in '96, and he did. Yeah, it. but but dare I say though, G, dare I say, 
Jericho, was, Eddie, and Benoit were all big, if not bigger, jumps at that time. Rey Mysterio yeah. was a big name, but he, I mean, it, and, and it's you know not a knock on him. His size, he was never booked as anything serious until his size was being booked as his storyline. Right. He was just a small guy that jumped around. Hey, that did, did, did real quick? Did Piper? Show up in '96. Piper, Piper was '96, but that was after Hall and Nash. This is Hall, Hall, after Hall and Nash. How, how about See, Jeff, Hall, How about how about Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett was a flip flop between '95 and '96. Okay, and he went over after Hall and Nash too. Okay, yeah. so let's say this. So let's say this, just for the sake of moving the conversation forward. Instead of Hall and Nash, you get Jarrett and Luger as your outsiders, so to say. They try to pull off the gimmick with Hogan being the third man and the NWO as a concept was part brainchild of Bischoff, Hall, Sonny Ono, right? Without Hall, you can't have that. But let's just say, because this is what if, you have a faction that is comprised of Luger, uh, Jarrett and Hogan. It doesn't work. By any, I don't think it would ever even make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by, now by that you any, bring it up. Yeah. By, by, by any stretch of the imagination, it doesn't happen. You don't have the competition. You don't have these, these uh, uh, ratings wars. You don't have anything to drive the interest. You don't have a Stone Cold. You don't have an NWO. You don't have a Hollywood Hogan. And then if you don't have these entities then a Goldberg's existence really doesn't matter because it's the tree falling in the forest and no one hears it. So I'm pushing forward so that way we can get you guys take. I think the business of professional wrestling totally collapses into Indieville without Hall switching over. I, 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 I see Vince, you know, because they came, who knows how many times they came close to shutting down their doors during that time, before they hit the turn, before competition ignited the viewers to watch. I see the doors of each company closing without, without this seminal moment. And the only person I see that is built or that was built to run wrestling in the meager state that it would have been is Paul Heyman and ECW. And Paul Heyman and ECW, they had a spot on I think it was the Spike TV network around the time where uh, the Ultimate Fighter was coming around. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually the emergence and the viewership that MMA and UFC was bringing in was more aligned with the violence and the violent nature of ECW. So dare I say, these two companies go to the wayside and Paul Heyman with his relationship with Brock Lesnar as well, emerges as the king of the wrestling throne to rebirth the business of professional wrestling and change it into everything that he would see fit. And right now, we would be watching stuff on the Paul Heyman network or the Heyman Hustle network and not Peacock. So that's uh, how I see the scenario going. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. I, I think uh, to kind of piggyback on that, I just, you know, in, in, in line with the topic of the night, I I do believe, I think we get to the Attitude Era just because of the way society was. With um, who? I think we get to it in a different avenue. I think Austin does eventually get to where he's going. I think the main, one of the main uh, benefactors of maybe Hall and Nash not leaving, as you mentioned earlier, would have been Triple H because he would have been a year ahead of where he was basically because he pretty much sat in punishment for a year um i think how do i want to put this hall and nash will eventually become hall and nash i don't think they continue as diesel and i don't think they continue as razor ramon i think eventually because of the way wwe was shedding the hokey gimmicks and the actual like occupational gimmicks and just gimmicks in general, I think eventually you get Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in the WWF. 
some kind of way they would have shredded their names and just been Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I think the click eventually comes to fruition as a stable in WWF and tries to take over WWF from the inside. Ah. The what the NWO was, I think the click would have been in WWF. Okay. It would have been Shawn Michaels. It would have been Triple H. It uh, it would have been X Pac or you know One Two Three Kid and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. They would have been the dominant stable. Um, and wait, and then now you get Austin emerging as yep. opposition to that's where the you play. took the literally took the words out of my mouth. Gotcha. Austin was going to be the the anti-hero against that because what the click would have been for everybody imagining what it would have been like with the generation X and the NWO together, it would have been that it would have been the clip and their main nemesis. Like I said, would have been Austin and it would have been undertaker. And to an extent, Bret Hart, because that's another factor. Bret Hart doesn't go full Canadian. Bret Hart actually stays probably the biggest baby face here. Bret Hart would almost be like Daniel Bryan in this situation. Oh. <laughs> so his career gets a second win. Yes. But, but I give you one more too, Wizard, and you're forgetting somebody, and I'm going to get to my point. Yeah, go ahead. No, oh. you go ahead. Go right ahead. Take it. No, no, you're good. I'm going to just add another name. Hogan doesn't stay in WCW. He oh, comes you think Hogan home. comes back? Why? He's getting money. Yeah, but he's getting money. Like To your point, it shuts down, right? Hogan can't. They can't afford Hogan's contract in ninety. Uh, if if Hall and Nash, uh, I see he, what he's saying, champ. Remember, Hogan he, really he's wasn't on TV. WWE, he's saying Hogan. WCW would be in WWF's shoes at that point. Right. It would be the reverse. It would be the reverse. And Hogan, think about it. Hogan really before Hall and Nash came. Hogan really wasn't out there like that. His matches really didn't really. Hogan was off the of TV, but at that he point, he was off the of TV. He was filming. Uh, Thunder in Paradise or something? Yeah, but that was that was his thing, Thunder in Paradise. But Hogan really wasn't wrestling, per se. So people were forgetting about Hulk Hogan, except for when they appearances. He, he did something with Shaq, but Shaq was by, in Orlando. Well, by that time, 96, Shaq was getting ready to, you know, move on up, move up. So Hogan would have made his way back home because, you know, brother, Hogan liked money. And so the money would have been back in WWE and not WCW. Uh, okay. I just want to add that, was it? So when you're talking about baby faces, Hogan would have been a big baby face. Austin would have been a big baby face. Bret Hart and Taker. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, I don't know what year it would have been, but you talk about a WrestleMania main event. It had been Hart versus Austin versus Michaels for the WWF championship. That would probably be 99, 98? Probably 98. I could see 98. 98. 98. I can see 98. And the and the funny thing is, as big as the baby face that Bret Hart would have been, I see Austin still going over in that. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, cause, cause I went one route with it, and the route that you're going is that it still become everyone becomes who they were. Everyone becomes who they became just yes. underneath a different umbrella. Yep. And then underneath all of that, with Austin, it's still you still have Austin doing his thing, and then you still have the uprising of another up and coming young guy, getting ready to break out of the nation of domination and onto his own. But how do you do that with such a stacked card on top? Because by then, by then, national. So wait, 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 wait. So then you would you so you think instead of DX. So basically, there's the click. There's no DX. There's no DX. No. Okay. So now there's no so DX was, and there's no NWO. Remember okay. That. So there's no DX, no NWO. It's the click. Austin anti-hero. Nation of Domination versus the click sets the circumstances for the Rock. Yep. Got gotcha. you. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Rock. Rock still. Rock still ends up becoming the Rock, but it's just with different opponents. And I do feel. Much like the NWO, not necessarily they were going to overstack because I don't think Vince would be dumb enough to do that. I really think Vince would have booked the click right. Mm -hmm. But I do believe, I do believe they go with the, uh, with Hall and Nash still there. But I do feel much like what happened with DX. I think Hunter becomes 
the leader of that, and it's Hunter. The click becomes Hunter, X Pac, Hall, and Nash, and Sean is the one that goes out, not necessarily on injury like he did, but Sean then gets turned on and becomes babyface again. Yeah, and and I I see him taking time because his body needed a break, and then yeah. also with the Rock, like a lot of people, uh, people people tend to forget this one moment. Um, I see these things as they they turn. Like the Rock's turning point in in his feud with Triple H when they had the ladder match in mm-hmm. SummerSlam in Madison Square Garden, he yep. was booed. He was booed the whole time until he slammed Triple H on the ladder and yeah. set up the people's, people's elbow. elbow. Yep. That the, the, I I can very very few times in the course of a match, in the course of a feud, can one thing turn the crowd like just flip the crowd just absolutely absolutely it's funny you mentioned that it's funny you mentioned that because by the end of that match it almost felt like all right hunter won but but you knew rock was the next guy yes yeah you knew knew he was a star yes yeah you knew he was a guy yeah that was the moment and and it's funny you mentioned that champ because where where Hunter was at the end of that match, you could see where Hunter was in the card because they were making him Intercontinental Champion again, and not a knock on him, but you knew they weren't making him the main event yet. Right, Rock, you knew the next time he's wearing a championship, it's going to be the WWF Championship. You right. knew that right there, and that's not hindsight. I really thought that back yeah. then. Yeah, I, was I like, saw he's. He's not, I was like, the next time he's going to be champion is going to be the WWF champion. He was too, he was too big at that time. Right. I thought they were going to do Rock and Austin some, some kind of way. And it ended up being that, but it went through a different course and it ended up being Rock turning heel, which I thought was great. But oh even yeah, when that, they was, finally, that was awesome. Yeah. When they, when they teased them for that couple of months between August and November as a baby face, you knew, even though it was like, uh, you look back at it, it was like, oh, it's so glad he got that heel run. But you knew whenever they t- decided to turn him face again, it was going to work because he had, he had the crowd like Austin had the crowd, and that was in 98. Rock was huge in them couple of months because he was just, how do I want to put this? It's not a knock on Austin. Rock was a different kind of guy you wanted to cheer for. You knew right. the kind of guy you were cheering for with Austin, but Rock really was that cool dude that you just liked. He had all the insults. He was the best talker on, on the mic. I mean, Austin was still A1 primetime on the mic at that time. He was. But Rock was right there step for step with him. Nobody else in the company was was on the mic like that with Austin and Rock. It was it was and not even a knock on anybody else, but it was a severe drop off from them two to anybody else. Yeah, they, they, I mean they were better than anybody else speaking, I'm um, talking, but again, if they're there, how much mic time do they get with a hall and with a Nash? You know what I'm saying? How much time and do you even get to 98? Let's not forget, and that, and this when you do we even get to 98 with WWE and with all these toys that Vince could play with, because the company had lost six million dollars that year, right? In ninety-six. And when you look at it, the reason they gained money and made money in '97 is because it was competition. Because there was mm-hmm. some, because we had Monday Night Wars, right? We were flipping back and forth between uh, USA and TNT and, and all these numbers and all these guys. So now you have when competition, what well, competition creates cash, right? Because when you have a competitor, it makes money. So now, if '96 you lost six million, you keep Hall, you keep Nash. Can you generate enough money, enough interest to play with all these toys? Yeah, what could they do I think in '96? You, you know, because now I think you can. I think you can, okay. G, because they're staying. So something had to be worked out to keep them to stay. If there's no, if there's no offer to make them leave, something's working at least to make them stay. And I do think they generate enough money to eventually be able to compensate all of them, but. You know, in in true uh, conversation of this topic, which is a great topic, my goodness, I think 
it just worked out so well that they did end up leaving. Right. Because because of every like Champ Creed went over at the beginning of the show, everything you got as a result, all of the and it's so funny when you really sit and look at it from the list standpoint, not just kind of revisiting it in history, but if you look at it on pen and paper and black and white listed everything, all of the dominoes that happened because of the and we, we speak in hindsight because this is history and it it has happened, but to really look at it and say, man, you, it's really good that Hall and Nash went to w, WCW because you get the NWO, and in response, you get DX. And in response, you get Austin, you get Rock, you get Triple H, Undertaker you, stage, you, you get you, the Attitude Era. And I, I'm glad you said that, Wiz, real quick. You get, you get the, the Biker Taker, because if, you don't, if Hall and Nash never goes, I don't think we ever get Biker Taker. I think Taker retires early. <laughs> I yeah. really do. I really do. Hmm. Yeah. What you think, Uh No, I think he stays. I, I, I think he stays. I um. Wow. Well, you know, let's, let's I'm, be honest. He's on. If he stays, he's on the low end of the card. And unless, can we be honest? No, 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 no. I, I well, just just because just because of the relationship and the significance that he has with Vince. But, but see, I, think about it. His 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 relationship with Vince got closer when all those guys left, because he was the, he became the leader by default. Yeah, I can he, agree he, with that. He, he became uh-huh. the he became leader by default. Yeah. All those guys stayed, remember. Right. On top of that, and I'm gonna let you continue, Glenn. Remember, HBK is pretty much gone. Brett's pretty much gone at this point. Austin's Austin is the hot guy, but he's not the locker room leader at this time. It's definitely Undertaker. So, Glenn, Glenn, I absolutely agree with you. By by default, with these guys leaving, uh, Taker's a Taker's a respected voice, but then he becomes the only voice because they left. Yeah. They, so, 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 you're, so you're saying if they stay, he doesn't rise to that stature. Correct. But I don't see him retiring. Like, I mean, you still got to get He may not retire. I mean, I'm just saying he retires earlier than whenever he did, (laughs) which I guess would be two years ago, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The gimmick gimmick definitely has to change, and you may not get the streak as long as you did. I think the streaks – you know what? I will say that, you know what, to to that point, Glenn, and and Champ, let me know what you think about this. I don't – now, if – if Diesel and uh, Hall, you know, if they're not leaving, does Taker beat Diesel at WrestleMania 12? Right. No. Probably not. No, no, he doesn't. I don't see it. If he's staying, no. No. Yeah, that's a – because that's one of the – you know, it's so funny because I think – I think at that point, if we, if we really don't know, but I think at that point Vince kind of knows – Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When was Taker's contract up? And you know what? I really don't know. And the he only was, reason why I say it, I really don't know is because it, it it seems like they all it seems like he never put up a true fight as far as negotiations, negotiations. to say, you better give me this, or I think circumstances okay. So, I think so, circumstances lend it to Vince. Never really lowballing him, or not that he would, but the, the opportunity never. Pre- when negotiations happened, I think Vince knew because of the circumstances of where they were as a company. I've got to keep Taker. I've got to. So I, okay. I think it never gets to that point. So Go so ahead. let's say let's insert. Okay, okay. There's too many big men on that roster. So now instead of Razor and Diesel leaving. Let's say Taker leaves. Yeah. And because he there's nothing there for him, right? Yeah. Let's say he Diesel wins 12. Taker's like, all right, you know what? I gotta get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. He goes and he shows up over there with Luger. Yeah. See, his is the problem though, champ. And, yeah. Luger's already over. Luger's been there a year, pretty much right. by the, almost by the time that happens. That's the only thing that sucks. You have to, 
in a perfect world, since we're already fantasy booking it anyway, you would have to have Luger leave eight months later, like from when he did. Wait, hold on, time out. I'm gonna make you laugh. Where was Sid at this time? <laughs> man, listen. My gosh, I know, man. But no. seriously, where was he? <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? I think he was just nowhere because <laughs> he was playing Sid baseball. Came, because the the real timeline of that, Sid came back in the summer of '96. So pretty much from September, I'm not September, from like November of '95 up until. I don't know if he was injured. He had to have still been under WWF contract. I think he was. and But if he wasn't, then he was nowhere. So, okay. So, you got Luger and Sid. Like, there's no way I can see the NWO working without these two guys. Yo. I, I just... yeah. It, I, even if you... even I mean, Sid and Luger, they're intimidating, what have you, and and that would make for decent television, but I can't see. Wouldn't Sid, Sid still was? Wouldn't Sid in Survivor Series in '96? Yes, but he saw about before. Yeah, we we established that because he okay, we okay. know he came back in in he came back in June or July of '96 right. or July rather and, because that's when that's when Warrior was fired. So right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we got. Oh, we we got to do a what if Warrior wasn't fired? Yeah, the, the yeah. Which time? I, which time? And another. I'm not even kidding. No, no, no. We 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 gonna do. That's gonna be a double sh- uh, back-to-back show, like the first yeah. time and the second yeah. time. Because the, no, you, that's three times. Three times, yeah. So yeah, it, he, he, he sent home in '91. Mm-hmm. He sent home in '92, and then he sent home in '96. <laughs> yeah, but you know. what? I mean, Hall and Nash trigger a lot of events that never happened. Think about this one. And I, I, I just thought about this one when you talk about Bret Hart. Vince never gives Bret Hart a 20-year contract that he couldn't honor. Oh, the, what, you what happens to uh, uh Right, because remember the 20-year contract? Right, remember the 20-year contract was the one Vince had to renege on because they kept losing the battle um, to WCW. He couldn't afford he couldn't afford him that, more, that much. Because he gave Brett, because he wanted Brett to be the guy, he gave him the 20. Brett would have never got a 20-year contract with Hall and Nash, and Nash Stakes. Because remember, we talked about this again. Hall and Nash, not only by leaving, they changed the money in professional wrestling. The business. Absolutely. I agree with that. So so they, they changed money, guaranteed contract money. So when you talk about them guys not leaving, it messes the whole pay structure up for some guys. Some guys... Yeah, who like, oh, we we're not getting the money like Hall and Nash. Hall and Nash got bread when they left. You know what I'm saying? And it was guaranteed money. So if they don't leave and they stay with Vince, Vince doesn't have to give them guaranteed money. And so now everybody's contract, everybody's structure looks different in that era. And it, and I mean, they're just just as we talked about how it trickles down by them leaving, if if they don't never leave. I believe it pushes a lot of things back. It pushes the John Cena's, the Brock Lesnar's. It takes those guys to go somewhere else or do something else. You may not get the Ohio Valley class. The Ohio, you know, you may not get that because those guys, those guys stay a little bit longer in all these storylines that we're talking about are matriculating. And look, look at this way. The cruiserweight division, you may not get what you're looking for, right? You may not get Eddie Guerrero over there. You may not get Chris Jericho over at WWE at the time. So you got. I'm telling guys, you, th- those guys would have probably ended up in ECW, man. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I kind of agree with Champ that ECW, in a sense, is more viable than when it when when it was because because WCW and WWF were able to kind of monopolize the big time of where to go. Yes, people were still kind of staying in ECW, but I think ECW is a valuable third brand at that point. I really do. I think they might even get to two. They might even get to two, though. It's going to be the reverse, guys. Exactly what was happening with WCW being the, 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 the big place and WWF under the table working with ECW, it would have been the other way. It would have been WCW working under the table with ECW and WWF being the big time. But I don't think Vince goes out of business like WCW did, 
But I do think it's kind of the other way around where you see, you know, talent exchange, which, which, which for a brief time, that is what was happening. There was a brief talent exchange with WCW and uh, ECW, not, not to the extent that it was with WWF, but with ECW and WCW for a brief time, they were talent exchanging. So, and it, it, it's just weird because never forget, we, you know, it was weird. We had that one time you had a WCW contracted wrestler versus a WWF contracted wrestler for the ECW championship. <laughs> so, right. 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 Yeah. And, I mean, and ECW was fit to survive that yeah. type of situation. Like, we, yep. Glenn, we went to college with a guy. I'm not going to say his name on air, but I remember he asked me to, you know, ride with him while he uh, dropped something off to a girl he was dating. Right. And mm -hmm. she lived in one of the most horrible hoods I've ever seen. Like, like, wow, it was bad. Whatever. Right. And I said, OK, all right. I see why you want me to ride with you. Fast forward a couple months later, he had a new girlfriend and he was like, hey, can you take a ride with me? I got to drop something off. I was like, all right, cool. Then once again, he drives me through the second worst neighborhood in, in the town of Baltimore. I'm like, man, why, why are you dating these women that live in these hard places? He said, well, I date women that live in hard places because they go through hard times. And times is good now, but when times go back hard, they won't be asking me for caviar. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what kind of but that's Paul Heyman. The yeah. wrestlers that went through hard times are not going to ask him for caviar and they contract. Because the wrestling industry would have overall been going through hard times. And that talent would have eventually ended up with him because he knows how to get the most out of them and give them the platform so that way they can do their thing. So I think ECW going back and it kind of like circles around, ECW emerges as a dominant force in professional wrestling if Scott Hall doesn't leave. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize when we talk about it, and those listening to this podcast, Scott Hall was a catalyst. Him and yes. Nash was a catalyst of our childhood for professional wrestling, right? Yes. Because we think about it, and there's always a genesis to something. This was the genesis to everything that transpired. It, people it not only on camera, Glenn, but off camera. Off camera as they're well. They're the genesis of what we know as the start of modern contracts of where they are today. That all goes through because of WCW and how they negotiated their contracts to get the money and the power and the and just my goodness, if you ever, you know, to an extent, not necessarily truly hated them, but the for the amount of dates Hall and Nash were working and being paid the way they were was abysmal back then. Like they're working a third of the dates. And getting paid three times as much money as everybody else, how right. did, people are like, how did they do this? You know, so and saved and saving their body, um, being at home, and not not to mention uh, with them, not to mention merchandise, right? Merchandise yeah. points, right? Merchandise yeah. money because everybody was buying ECW, I mean NWO shirts, right? So now they they, they even up to any on the percentage you get off of merchandise. Yeah, which I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost for certain they, you know, I, I mean that even in, in the past since with Hall, unfortunately, but I'm sure Hall, Nash, Hogan, all those original members of the NWO were probably getting a huge cut of that. Not huge, but Hall, they're still getting I, a cut of that listen, still. Hall, Hall said that he got a check for about like $50,000 for his NWO merch on a podcast. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. It's yeah, and this and, is and, and this is recent. And he's been and, and the NWO has been dead for twenty years. I mean, dead in the sense of what it was on actual television. You know, right? It, I mean, there's and and the and that's. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, just to think of the NWO, I'm sure it's probably Hall, Nash, and Hogan that are probably getting the residuals of that. Yeah, I can't think of anybody I'm, I'm else. Maybe I'm Eric Bischoff. No, nah, yeah, Bischoff maybe, but I'm certain. Yeah, Bischoff is still getting money, but I'm certain yeah. Hall, Nash, and Hogan and Bischoff. They're, they're probably like the only ones. Yeah, and we haven't yeah. even we haven't even touched on that side about WCW. What it would have done with people's careers like Sting, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the company would have closed. Yeah, would have closed. But where, but where you what what Sting end up? You got to put if you put do you put Sting in W NWO? I mean, no, do you put Sting, Sting in WWF? Do you put him no, in ECW? No, or Sting, you... goes to, Sting goes to ECW. He doesn't come anywhere near Stanford. 
because he didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah, I, I think like, I can agree with that. Yeah, he so doesn't want you, he, he doesn't want anything then, to do with it. Then you don't get guys like Booker T, maybe, right? <laughs> again, again, when you deal with Hall and Nash's whole NWO situation, it affects everything that you talk about from 96 all the way to the end of the Attitude Era. They affect everything in the world of professional wrestling that we know. You even talk about, I'm going to tell you, give you another one. They even affect Kurt Angle. Because do Vince go after Kurt Angle? If you still have Hall, Nash, and all those guys at in '96 after he wins the Olympics, well, no, they don't do. If they don't do a mock crucifixion of the Sandman on ECW, then <laughs> that, that's what that is. I mean, that was a Paul bridge Spade too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it has that, nothing that, to do yeah. with where those two companies were. ECW was in the driver's seat for that, and that blew up right in their face. Yeah, it, but it blew up in their face, but it wasn't going to stay long either because you can't put Kurt Angle and New Jack in the same building. Uh, no, but you know what though? Here's the thing: Kurt Angle's there in 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 uh, ECW. ECW has a whole different ECW. This is what ECW was good at. They were able to separate different classes and styles of wrestlers. On one show, you had somebody daggone near bleed to death. You had a woman almost completely naked and you'll have a, a five-star wrestling match all on the same card that sounds like a saturday night of my days in college no See? exactly <laughs> you know what you, you know what Wiz? you're right you are you're definitely so, right Dave. and, and yeah, the reason why right. i say that is because with a kurt angle there you have the enticement of a jericho maybe going back to ecw a benoit going back to ecw a guerrero going back to ecw because they can go over there and wrestle and you can have Kurt Angle versus uh, Shane Douglas. You could have Kurt Angle versus Taz in ECW. You know what I'm saying? You could have Kurt Angle. Yes, you have the, the hardcore aspect of ECW on there. But with Kurt Angle over there, it adds the legitimacy of a real wrestler over there. And in ECW, it's not glorified into a, a gimmick that you boo like it was in WWF. You have the fans really behind him as just a respect. He's 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 base. He's essentially the real Taz, as Taz was a gimmick, but he was booked as this solid, unstoppable wrestler. You had the real thing with Kurt Angle. My the the don't, 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 hey, don't, don't give him too much, Wiz. That's a whole different show. That's don't another show. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Don't, 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 right, yes, you're right. Yeah, don't don't give him too much. They're gonna have to come back and listen to what if Kurt yeah, Angle stays. You're right. In, yeah, in EC, good call. Stays in, goes to ECW. <laughs> don't let's not give him too much because that's that's a whole that's a whole different show in by itself. Um, but Nash and Hall, man, we losing Scott Hall this week made me really think about how much this guy added to the business of professional wrestling. That we know it, how they're um, uh, uh, the unselfishness of him going back to the one, two, three kid and being doing the work or doing the job for his buddy on a Monday Night Raw to help elevate, you know, um, X Pac six, whatever you want to call him, one, two, three kid, lightning kid, whatever name he used that week uh, on professional wrestling. But his unselfishness, being able to see that even to the point when he dropped the title to Jericho when he wasn't supposed to, he knew the business, he knew what what wrestling fans needed at the time he could feel it. And for them to go over and then, um, and to change the world of professional wrestling. And I'm going to ask you guys this one. And to my point, them going over, allowed wrestlers to use real names too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For the most, yeah. for the most part. Well, that's it why was I more, said more earlier. Yeah, that's yeah, why more reality based. More, more reality, more reality based. Yeah. More reality based, more real based. As we wrap this thing up, do you remember him more as Razor Ramon or as Scott Hall? Oh, I said, oh man, I think it's equal. I really think it's equal because I, because of the impact of that each had. Razor Ramon is the character that people know that were in and out of wrestling that your your parents know, or because in the early nineties. But everybody with the wrestling revolution knows Scott Hall. But you know both characters. You really know both characters. That's why I always thought it was a true testament to his career of how good he was. Because you equally knew each character 
was equally impactful for their own reasons. No, Razor Ramon was absolutely not a Razor Ramon was a main eventer that didn't even have the world championship. But Razor Ramon was a main eventer. He was. Yeah. He was a big deal. And Scott Hall was a founding father of the NWL. Like, you can't beat that. I think they're both equal. I really do. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Razor. It's Razor. Um, just because of the sig- the significance, like I said, of those vignettes, man. Like, uh, vignettes, you know, they got a little bit corny during that time. But um, his... It, it, he was just a cool dude, man. In any iteration, any name that he use, uses, whatever. But uh, for me, it'll be Razor. You know, I, I gotta go with Wizard, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm torn on this. Not because I asked the question. I'm, I'm fifty, I'm fifty fifty, because he impacted me as a wrestling fan a lot at Scott Hall. But he really, he drew me in with Razor Ramon as well. Because I, everybody wanted to be the bad guy, right? Everybody wanted to rock the gold chains. Everybody understood the business. And he, whatever he touched, when he was on, Razor Ramon was on. When Scott Hall was on, Scott Hall was on. And he was at the top of his game. He was, And we don't talk about him much when you talk about And I know it's going to be heightened because he passed away. And people are like, oh, you're, going, you're doing too much. But we, he is one of, the, one of the top guys in the business, if you think about it. He was his one impact, of the top. Yeah, yeah. Without his, win, his without win, without winning a major title. Yeah, his impact in the wrestling business is is matched with a lot of people. Is matched with a lot of people. When you talk about fans, and I look at it this way: people who are not wrestling fans anymore, they can still relate to you because I've seen a lot of non wrestling fans come out of the woodwork when 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 they found out that Razor Ramon passed away, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody remember Razor Ramon, and that's why you want to really measure a person's success in the wrestling business is when casual fans remember your sayings, when casual fans remember you, and they still remember Scott Hall and they remember <laughs> Razor Ramon. So, you know, I, I it, it, I'm 50-50. So those who are listening, yo, when you listen, leave a comment in the section. Let us know, yo, which one? I'll probably put a poll up on Twitter. Uh, which who who, you know, which which uh, wrestling. Ha- Scott Hall had more of an impact at Razor Ramon, or he had more impact at Scott Hall. To me, I think he had more of an impact at Scott Hall other than Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon was good, but his impact at Scott Hall, as we mentioned, changed the wrestling business for a lot of other people other than himself. So, with that said, hey uh, guys, give us give us your closing thoughts before we get out of here. We'll start with uh, start with you, champ. Uh, I think. We said enough, but we haven't said enough at all. Um, we said a lot, but there's more that we could say. We don't have enough time. Uh, I mean, the most, I guess if there were a trivia question, which wrestler is the most impactful without being, without a heavyweight title run, his name would be at the top of the list. Yeah, it might be actually. I mean, first people I think of is him, Piper, and DiBiase. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought one that's more another name. show. No, let's not do that. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that's, that's another, another show. show. Another show, and I gotta throw Junkyard Dog in there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's another show. Let's yeah. save it. Let's another save show, it. save it. Hey, Wizard, your final thoughts and take us home. Uh, yeah, like 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 we've been talking about earlier. Um, just the 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 loss for Scott Hall uh, for the wrestling business. It's a big one, just because of the uh, just the you, you could see. It, his his life was truly out there for everybody to see, in a sense. So, to know everything that he went through, the ups, downs, left, rights, everything, uh, just for it to end the way it did as far as, you know, I, I, I'm sure in, in a cynical way, a lot of people expected some kind of major cliffhanger or something or something resulting from his problems that took him out. But it wasn't. Realistically, it was just a complication from not something routine, but it's, you know, it's a complication from a, a medical procedure, you know? So for it to happen that way and lose them, you know, it's a lot of people are, uh, you know, get to see that the impact he had on the wrestling world. So uh, he'll definitely be uh, missed, but it, it, his impact will live in the wrestling world. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Hey, 
take us home. Hey, you got anything else, champ, before we go? No, that's, that's it, man. Hey, if you're not confirmed, consider yourself denied. In the story, ladies and gentlemen, good night, and we'll talk to you next week.